Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. in the Wonka Vader whatever this union is that we're in today dearly beloved we are gathered here today to discuss whether it is yin yang or yin yang is it that's that's our episode i think that's it so here we go uh i believe it is yin yang but I want it to be yin yang because it feels more symmetrical. Thoughts? I'm going with yin yang. All right. Episode over. Have a good week. See you guys next time. <laughs> uh, the reason I'm thinking about a yin and yang is actually because uh, I'm curious about something we talk about a lot, which is the red team, blue team are all just two sides of the same coin. Some folks tend to talk about them in the same way that they would talk about yin and yang. Mm -hmm. But one of the things I was noticing about the historical political alignments, especially as it relates to the pandemic early days versus where we are now, and just for reference, we're nearing the end of 2021, which seems Mm -hmm. crazy to say, but nearly two years ago, there was this brief moment where the red team and blue team were completely opposite of where they are right now. Are you talking about like when MSNBC and shit were running stories that like the Republicans were racist because they were making up a virus or something that was coming from China or they were just racist towards Chinese people or something. Is that what right. you're talking about? Yes, exactly. Okay. So there was calls of racism when we were talking about shutting down travel and locking the country down. And those calls to lock down travel and lock down the country were from the Republicans, from yeah. the right, the red team. Mm-hmm. And the uh, blue team was saying that they were racist, saying that it was outlandish, saying that it was a hoax or it was overblown, it's essentially just the flu. And then even, even well beyond that, we get into dangerous waters with you know Fauci, who can sort of muddy things up a bit because he's like, don't wear masks. But that's more just his lies, which I think could be unpacked in maybe a different way. But mm-hmm. even before that, I think there was this, this brief period where people were still in two very distinct camps. Mm-hmm right? Pro lockdown, full on fear mode. And the other side had the talk track around, okay, you're just fear mongering. There's nothing to this. You're a racist. And then something happened where almost overnight, the colors changed. The yin became yang and the yang became yin. Mm -hmm. And I think we talk about the Republicans and the Democrats or the right and the left, and I think this goes for political discourse in any country, we talk about how it's 
really just the state giving you this false illusion of choice, mm-hmm. lesser of two evils, this or that. But it's baffling how quickly we forgot what I believe to be a very, very pronounced instance of the coin just flipping, right? It's not that they were one side mm-hmm. and the other and it landed that way and they started just growing further and further from the middle. They just flipped overnight. They were, they were distinct boxes from the beginning, but then they just arbitrarily changed to the other side. Well, I think that they keep track of things like that. So, you know, when Fox News is saying, you know, let's all be scared. And I think they miscalculated a little personally. And I think they realized, oh, the Republican voting base just isn't going to get scared. Like they may say, yeah, we should be scared of this because, you know, they're behind Trump or something, but they're not going to lock down. They're not going to, I mean, those kind of people go, they, they go out, they go to the woods. They, they're just not those kind of people. Um, and then you're going to get, you're probably going to get more of a reaction out of, I think you're more statist type people because let's not forget that Republicans think like voting base Republicans, they think they're voting for a party that's for small government, right? (laughs) They think that they do. I, I talk to them all the time. They think that, you know, they're for small government. So I think it was a miscalculation. And then I think, I think big pharma just threw out the right orders to the right. Like, okay, we're going to flip this, you know, cause it's not, we're not getting the traction doing it this way. We need to flip. Then the news network started flipping it because it was overnight. It was like, blam. Somebody gave out the marching orders. So you, you think it was kind of like that. Uh, I believe it was a Jake Gyllenhaal film that, was a stylized version of the story of Viagra, right? The idea that uh, it was originally meant for, I think, you know, circulation or something way more tame. And once they found out that it's essentially a magic boner pill, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, forget all of that marketing. Let's completely redirect it toward where it's tracking. So, mm-hmm. I'm wondering how many of those we've missed, right? If if they've done this test campaign on a lockdown and it was massive and we've largely forgotten about it as a nation, yeah. how many things were smaller than that that we definitely have forgotten about or just memory hold? I, I guarantee you there's a ton just because uh, it moves so fast. The, the nation... Like the news cycle moves so fast. I mean, right now there's real indictments happening from the son of the guy who got Jeffrey Epstein's his first teaching gig, right? (laughs) Is actually indicting people for real crimes in, in Russiagate. For, for coming up with Russiagate. It's happening, right? Two 
major serious crime indictments have been passed down in the last week and you know nobody's talking about that and it wasn't that long ago when the republicans were like i'm never gonna let this go i'm gonna i'm gonna fight it to the end and then they were all saying like this guy he's never gonna do anything like we're gonna have to keep on these people well you're not keeping on these people and this guy's actually doing something I was the first one to say, like, he's not going to indict anybody. Because I know his father had deep ties to the CIA. So, like, I imagine he does, too. So, I don't know why he would do this, whether he's trying to get certain people or it's a power, it's a dynamic uh, powered struggle within the CIA. They want their guy on top. Like, or, you know, he's backing somebody else. Like uh, that kind of shit happens in those secret agents, you know, like they, they have power struggles for who runs the shit. Right. No one is above getting burned. Right. Right. Yeah. And you seen burn notice. God, that's a horrible show. <laughs> this is going to be awkward then because uh, <laughs> this episode is. Brought to you by Burn Notice on <laughs> USA. Um, if we if we look at it through another lens of slightly more optimistic view, in that this guy has all of a sudden found Jesus, right? <laughs> and he's like, "All right, I've 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 done enough. It's now time to make them pay." Uh-huh. That would align a bit with how little attention it's getting right yeah it would i mean i would always hope that is the case but i'm nobody to sit here and i'm not going to think that that's the way it's not going to be my first assumption um and we should you know we should also talk about something else that the republicans are, are starting to forget about i think is when the lockdowns happen, the Republicans were, or the right was saying, maybe I was wrong about the police. And now I see there riots going on. They're protecting the courthouse. Meanwhile, the CBS and the mom and pop store is getting broke into right down the street and nobody's helping that person. Um, but they're out here on the beach arresting me for playing, you know, flying a kite with my kid, right? Uh, and much like every time that the conservatives or the right gets on board with maybe the police shouldn't be so powerful, you know, at least starting to lean away from that when the militarization of the police started to happen, the, the conservatives were the first ones to fight it against it. The, the liberals were on board with it. They were saying, let's military the police and get them into these inner cities to protect us. I don't know how they spun that to the inner city people that they thought it would be a good idea, but they did. Well, the, those, those inner city people aren't voting. Let's be real. Yeah. So now what is, what happens, right? 
there's an uptick in violent crimes because we've locked down the country idle hands that's not whether you believe in god or not that's real shit you know if you if you're staying at home because you're collecting a big ass check you don't have to go to work you got idle hands you can be doing some shit you know and i'll be the first to tell you like when i was young and i had idle hands i was getting in all kinds of shit you know whether it was good or bad or you know hot <laughs> whatever i could get into right <laughs> that's what i was doing and that's what's happening right now you've got you've got desperate people because some people are running out of money you have ruined people's lives right it's it's funny to hear the elite go oh you know you're crying over wearing a mask or something you know when they're they're actually getting people taken out of their jobs and like i'm sorry like yeah you're rich as shit and it doesn't matter to you but it does matter to somebody who's living paycheck to paycheck so like you get that de desperation your your crime's gonna go up but now you've got the establishment right who knows it all right it's time to get the republicans back on board with the police they go this is because of the defund police movement they didn't do anything they didn't do anything with that <laughs> it was like in fact they didn't even stick to their guns about defund the police they didn't even know what they were trying to do and then finally when they get pushed into a corner they go well we just don't we want to make it into a a different department to control the police yeah to call it a movement is a misnomer right it's not moving anywhere but it it does beg the question is that kind of a thing what triggers the coin flip when folks have decided that the juice might not be worth the squeeze so let's say we start going in with some sort of a movement and we test it arbitrarily spinning one way or the other mm -hmm. and we try to get one party or the other to pick it up and find that it does more harm than good to our cause right like if we say let's get the right to be in favor of the lockdown because they love fear porn because mm -hmm. if i'm a marketer of a virus and the subsequent vaccine subscription and i go okay who loves fear porn to me it's fox news I would say Fox News historically and the larger corporate media on the right side has been way more about the fear-mongering. And if I were given the opportunity to be a media buyer, right? If I have a whole bunch of advertisements that I'm supposed to sell, which are be afraid of this virus, be afraid of what happens if you don't get this injection, there's a new injection that you haven't had. I think that kind of fear, I would immediately go to the right. Um, and maybe that was 
the 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 right call first off, but then when it got to the place where the right goes, oh, they're calling in the National Guard to hand out toilet paper at Walmart. I don't know about this whole like military police state thing going on. And they tracked the sentiment and said, oh, that's our base. Uh, this is actually doing more harm than good. We should flip this. Is it possible that incidents like that flipped the switch? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, what, what I was getting at with the police state thing is, you know, when they did the defund the police movement, it was actually to get a state or national control agency to run the not necessarily run the police departments, but run the training for the police department. That's what they were proposing. So basically it would put the feds in control of all police departments, right? To stop police places from saying, no, I'm not going to fire people. We're not getting the, you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit. Right. And then that didn't really work. Right. Because it was a little bit too much of this race baiting BS. Right. So, and it actually pushed the Republicans away from liking the police, which is a great thing for me. I like, I love hearing when the rights, like, you know what? I don't like war anymore. And I don't like the police state anymore. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, like, I'm like, we're making moves here. Right. We're, we're like convincing people. And then, you know, just recently the, the, this whole push has been through right media to get them back on board with the police, right. Scaring them with the crime rate going up and not telling them why it is. Like I even hear it from right, more right. Um, libertarians. Like they, the, the scare tactics is, works on them. They're like, you know, we don't have a private type security, anything set up. So like it, to them, it's feasible that it's the police. Like they're not thinking about like all the other things that have happened due to the lockdowns, the, the people out of work because it's just better to be out of work because you get more money and you're not working, you know, all these factors that cause violent crime to go up. They're not thinking about that. They go, Oh yeah, I could put those two things together. And then they don't think about it any further. Right. And that brings, that brings the Republicans back. And then what do you see they do? They go, oh, this defund the police movement. They, you know, they did it and they were like effective towards local police departments. Let's centralize, let's grow the county police departments and get rid of a lot of the city police departments. <laughs> so it's all about centralizing the power, making sure the big government people control the police. Right. Whereas it should be going, all right, let's move the police away from central government. But if, if we're going to have a government police, it should be like this tiny little town has 
a police force, you know, and that's it. Like the, the little towns, because you want that police officer to have to look your mama in the face if they go kill you. You know what I mean? You want that police officer to not get free coffee at the gas station. If he goes, kills a little kid in the neighborhood. You want somebody who, who knows you. You're not just a person in the car. You're you. You're Steve or Brian from down the block. Our kids play soccer together, you know. You're not going to get those same kind of problems with those kind of police interactions. And that's what they don't want. So they are manipulating the right now to go back on to pro-police and, and actually more pro-centralized police. I don't see the centralized police thing actually taking traction with any of the right people that I talk to, but they are pushing it. It, it doesn't seem to matter all that much to them from a structural perspective. It seems like they are pretty binary on just being pro-police. So if the argument is either defund the police or grow the police by way of centrally planned organizations, they will choose what we always talk about, which is the lesser of the two evils in their mind, which is, okay, well, more police then. Yeah. And this well, is... I mean, they, they were moving away from that. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I was hearing on regular right-wing talk shows them saying, you know, maybe we should demilitarize the police. The We got to remember the right was the anti-militarization of the police side. They were the first. They are the ones who got hoodwinked and manipulated away from that. Well, because they were fiscally conservative, right? They were saying, wait, why are all you folks in Washington spending my money? Yeah, why are you spending my money? And why, why do we don't, the police, back then there was a sentiment, at least on the right. And I imagine uh, good people on the left, uh, Greenwall, people like that, they were like, well, the police are there to... Um, protect me and private property. We're, they're not there to wage war. And you guys are militarizing, militarizing the police. And what do you? What happens as soon as that happens? Now you've got to find justification for tanks, helicopters, bazookas, whatever. So then the war on drugs happened, and we've seen how that how that's gone over. I think we won, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Mission accomplished. Uh, then we have all kinds of policing agencies now. We have the ATF who kills uh, religious, uh, uh, extremely religious um, organizations and families and uh, wages a all-out war on them and then burns them and their children alive. Um. We have a setup, ATF setup to justify their them. They go try to set up people with gun gun violations, right? 
and they end up taking a setup too far and killing a man's entire family in front of him over nothing. Well, we get the Bundy Ranch not that long ago, you know, at the border where they didn't want the border can patrol on their ranch or whatever. And they ended up, they killed that guy later on. Um, you know, when the news wasn't watching anymore, they murdered him and on the streets. Uh, he was, had the mindset to run away from his truck. So the bullets wouldn't, the backdrop to, to them killing him wouldn't be his family. So he ran out in the middle of the street and let him shoot him there. That was, I mean, thank God we, somebody got that video footage before it was all destroyed. You know what I mean? Even though nothing's ever came of it, but it's out there, you know, you can see them kill that, that poor man. Uh, cold blood yeah what's what's more infuriating the idea that so much of the behavior that's akin to that gets washed away and swept under the rug and has ostensibly gotten worse over time or the fact that that was documented and captured and nothing has come of it yeah you know well when the people prosecuting are the people who need these people killed you're not gonna get anywhere with it i mean we also what happened after waco i mean those people are still in power today i mean i i guess the exception would be the george floyd thing like the that that one police officer did pay is paying a price for his actions is he paying a price for his actions or is he paying the price of the notoriety it generated they had to do that the consequence of not doing that would be huge so I can imagine they were probably just like, hey, look, you're going to take one for the team. We'll take care of your family. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe they threw him under the bus completely. Maybe his family's not being taken care of. I don't know. Well, like we said earlier, no one's above being burned, right? Yeah. Again, this week's episode brought to you by USA's Burn Notice. Mm. New episodes this fall. (laughs) So you've got the this police state that obviously attacks the right and the left and the, 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 the poor on both sides, the, the, let's just call them maybe the more outcasts, not the central, like we were talking earlier before we were recording. If they know, if they look at you and say, there's no way that guy's got connections. Like he doesn't know anybody above me. Like you're free, free game, white, black, Mexican, different shades of brown, different eye shapes. Like it doesn't really matter. Like it's just if they can look at you and say, yeah, he doesn't have connections. Like they can do whatever they want. And 
if they can do whatever the state is looking for at the time, like if they're, if right now, let's say we're back in the eighties, you know, if if you looked at somebody and you said, there's no way that guy's got connections, you connect him to, to, to cocaine crack. Right. And then now you've got a crack bus. You know, and the more those you get, the the faster you'll move up the ladder because those are the things that they're not just crimes. Like crack's not just a crime, but it's the crime that's getting you moved up. It's the popular thing. It's the thing he is reported on. And in your boss is the government. So that's what you do. You you put you put crack in people's cars, you know. Uh, I don't know if you watched the documentary about white boy Rick. Holy shit, was that good. Props to that guy. Um, to those guys. One of them was a ex-prisoner himself. He was a drug kingpin at some point in his life and did like 20 years in prison. One of the documentary guys did it. But like the fucking dude from the Eddie, uh, Eddie Murphy movie, the, the police chief, was like a fucking corrupt cop man like <laughs> really fuck that boy over like a real he was a real piece of shit man ruin this poor kid's life i'm not gonna be able to watch beverly hills cop anymore without like fucking wanting to shoot my tv every time that guy comes on but that was an amazing document they did a really good job on that one you should watch it if you haven't seen it there's a movie with nicholas cage about it but the movie does not it really doesn't do the story at all <laughs> it doesn't it tells i guess it tells you the newspaper story the the what they wanted you to think white boy rick was back then yeah so if you're if you're scouring for that among the video streaming platforms make sure you're looking at the documentary not the nick cage embellishment because both of them are on netflix so you might end up watching a nick cage movie it's really not going to give you any kind of information and it's probably not that good i do love the idea of someone sitting down and watching that and i don't know 45 minutes in being like is this a documentary (laughs) seems very the guy looks an awful lot like Nicholas Cage. Fantastic. <laughs> Is there an airplane? <laughs> Why is his hair so long? Um, oh, you didn't say wife beater, Rick. <laughs> I I guess I'm old enough. I I remember the whole war on drugs the Nancy Reagan stuff. Like I, I was little, but I do remember it, you know? Um, I know you said Nancy Reagan, but I heard it as Dancy Reagan, which is, which is awesome. I mean, I, <laughs> I want one of those like little cartoons of Nancy Reagan dancing now or just playing music. What do they call those memes? No, that's not a meme. It's a a GIF. GIF. Yeah, that's what we need. 
Remember back in the early days of the unregulated internet where they would advertise for the desktop virtual stripper as like the early, early manifestation of the adult centered ads. Mm. I imagine it being something like that. So you could download <laughs> your own Dancy Reagan <laughs> that just sits on your desktop in place, <laughs> in place of Clippy and just gives you pro tips for Microsoft Word. <laughs> I like it. I do. Um, I forced myself to watch a few of the, uh, the old commercials from when I was a kid about not doing drugs. Uh, there was a rapper, uh, MC squared MC right stuff or MC something like that. But like, apparently that, that one was so lame. It ended his career <laughs> or whatever. But do you remember the one with the dad? It was like, Where'd you get these? How do you know how to do these? And he's got the just. I learned from you, Dad. Yeah, and it was so dramatic the way the acting was. And then uh, there was a deflated person on the couch. I think that was supposed to be weed. There Uh, was also the uh, classic "Your Brain on Drugs," which was the egg in the pan. Egg. Yep. I had I watched the. Uh, a clip of the Who's Your Boss episode with Nancy Dancy Reagan in it. If you go through the propaganda of the war on drugs and then just live today, see what they're doing the vaccine, you go, oh, it's the exact same playbook, just a, a different thing. It's not even a new way of going about it. They're just, they got their little ads, their infomercials, their stupid little slogans. They don't really care if any of the facts are real. And they just are assuming most people aren't going to look into it themselves, you know? Right. So just replace drugs with COVID, right? Yeah. This is your brain. This is your brain on COVID. Right. Without the vaccine. But it's the same playbook. Again, you know, I can sit here and say these people aren't smart. They're not trying anything new, but it works. It worked. The war on drugs happened. It was a horrible idea and it happened. So it's not that they're not smart. They're, they're They're going with tested sales methods there's nothing new under the sun right and i'm sure one of the shakespearean plays was the basis for that terrible nick cage adaptation of white boy because there are only a handful of stories and we keep retelling them so it stands to reason that our marketing and sales tactics would be the same Mm -hmm. okay I think a lot of us know that the war on drugs was not a good idea. Most of us now, even on the right, right? So if people just go back and watch that 
manipulation. Then they go and watch their TV. Maybe they'll make the connection. I think more people would. I think they just count on the fact you're not going to go back and look at the way they manipulated you the last time, you know. And I think I think they're right to do that because most people aren't going to. And they don't. But what they didn't count on is how many people will with the Internet today, you know. And that's why they're pushing so hard to regulate the Internet. They need to put a stop on that. But like some of the greatest agorists that I've ever read or listened to, there'll always be a fucking loophole. And I'll always be smart enough to find it. Is it possible that the the distance from those things makes it easier to digest? Because we're so far in this right now and people are so deep in they've they've dug their heels in to the current stances it would be easier to look at something like the war on drugs or something a bit more historical and say oh we were all fooled it's okay further do you think having seen those it's more likely that folks would be able to map that onto where we are right now your people the kind of people who are willing to criticize themselves and advance themselves they go get them but then there are some kind of people who when they say something whether it's wrong and they've been proven wrong or not they just they're going to die on that that hill no matter what they're not going to be wrong in front of you you know so you've got those people who you might convince that they're wrong but they're never going to admit it and they're going to just start screaming louder because they don't want to be wrong but i'm not really worried about that person but yeah those few people that this could be the thing that convinces them holy shit they're doing this shit to me again like this this, that's how people didn't wake up nazis in germany you know they didn't they didn't just become a racist nation all of a sudden or what like it was a thing it was a slow demonization blaming a certain person certain types of people for certain things making untrue statements about things that were you know things that were actually going wrong in germany but tying the culprit was a completely a different thing right and that's that's what all governments do they they know that there's an unrest an unrest when they are fucking shit up and draining their people dry and they try to something about giving the masses a sacrifice will shut them up for a little while they can kill somebody who they perceive to be the culprit it'll shut them up for a little while so if they can make the unvaxxed into the sacrifice, then that's going to be their, probably their preferred way. It looks like with, you know, Fauci funding, killing a bunch of beagles and shit that he might be the guy who goes down as in dogs, not bugles as in potato chips. It's flat.
And there's no comfort fitting in a fake safety net. 